This podcast is hosted by Dr. Happymon Jacob. Dr. Jacob is an associate professor of security studies at Jawaharlal Nehru University, New Delhi. His weekly column on India's national security and foreign policy issues is published by The Hindu. He is also the author of two new books on India-Pakistan border, Line on Fire by Oxford University Press and Line of Control by Penguin India. Hello and welcome to the National Security Conversation. On our Independence Day this year, Prime Minister Narendra Modi announced the creation of the much pending position of the Chief of Defence Staff, a demand that has been raised for a very, very long time in the Indian context. It's a very bold and a much needed decision by the government. The question, however, is how is the government going to implement it? Will the CDS have real powers or will it be a ceremonial post? Can the CDS function effectively without the proper integration of the armed forces and tri-service theatre commands? I think these are questions that need to be answered. And to answer these very important questions, I have two very distinguished guests with me in the studio. And my guests are Lieutenant General Satish Dua and Air Vice Marshal Arjun Subramaniam. Lieutenant General Satish Dua, who we have interviewed in the past, retired as the Chief of Integrated Defense Staff to the Chairman, Chief of Staff Committee in October 2018, just a year ago, actually. Uh, as the Corps Commander of the 15 Corps based in Jammu and Kashmir, General Dua was one of the architects of the much-celebrated surgical strikes of 2018. My second guest is Air Vice Marshal Arjun Subramaniam. Arjun Subramaniam is a retired fighter pilot of the Indian Air Force, a military historian who is currently a visiting professor at the Ashoka and Jindal Universities. He has been a visiting professor at the Fletcher School of Law and Diplomacy and a visiting fellow at the Harvard Asia Center and a visiting fellow at the Oxford University. He is the author of the much celebrated book, India's Wars, A Military History, 1947 to 1971. Welcome to the NSC, General Dua and AVM Subramanian. Thank you. General Dua, if I may begin this conversation with you, how do you evaluate and see the creation of the Chief of Defense Staff? Um, and as announced by the Prime Minister this year, it is yet to be created. What are the implications of this particular decision or the history of this particular decision? Uh, I'd like to begin by saying, Happy, that this is an unfinished step of a larger decision that was taken in 2001. Right. As you are aware, after Kargil war, we had several, review, uh, several reviews and committees and uh, the group of ministers uh, recommendations group led by Mr. Arbani that recommendations were accepted nearly in total and all these tri-service structures and some were created and certain other changes were made in the integrating the Ministry of Defense. Out of which IDS was created, only one step of appointing the CDS uh, was left out for some reason. It has taken us 18 years thereafter for creation of this post. You are right, it's a bold step, but I would just like to put it in the perspective that it, this is a carryover of that decision. So now I think this is going to complete the picture. And this single one step is a big game changer. And it is going to be, uh, uh, you know, a force multiplier for the three armed forces, provided we roll it out right, we think through things and develop a correct model uh, for our armed forces. Broadly speaking, <coughs> What are the major changes that 
have come about or are required. If my count is right, 66 or 67 countries have made changes to their structures, military structures and higher defense organization after World War II. We are the last major military standing alone, each service in a separate, in a separate service silo. Having said that, now what is required is integration at a higher defense organization level beyond the military and integration between the militaries, between the uh, three services. At a higher defense organization level, we have to integrate better, we have to have better integration between the ministry with other instruments of power and ministry of defense, between the ministry of defense and the armed forces. What I wish to say is that big changes are required there. When we have a CDS, once, that, once uh, 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 a CDS is appointed, he will be a single point advice. He will represent the three services in all apex bodies. When he gives single point advice, he will be able to enmesh better with the higher defense organization and then slowly create structures. How we go about, uh, that will be a phased manner, how we go about integrating. You mentioned theater commands. Theater commands are there in almost all, in fact, all major militaries. We have to have theater commands, but it is not as if it can come tomorrow. It has to take time. That's a leadership call. But having a CDS is the first step to moving towards jointness. Well put, General Dua. Um, AVM, General Dua seems to say that this is a game changer. In fact, you wrote a piece in the Hindu um, last month. You were very optimistic about the whole um, appointment or the announcement regarding the appointment. What is your take? Is it a game changer or is, is, that, is, that, is that not how you think about it? No, no, I, I, would endorse, I would endorse the phrase of a game changer. But I'm looking at a game changer perspective from, from a different angle. Okay? I have always been a very strong proponent of the Indian political establishment involving themselves and being more aware of matters military. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. This has not mm -hmm. happened in the past. Because the structures that we've created for ourselves since, since independence isolate the military from the political establishment as well as from civil society. Okay? Now, the CDS, the creation of the CDS is reflective of a greater political involvement in matters military over the last few years. And there seems to be a greater political awareness of matters military. That's why the Modi government, I think, has bitten the bullet of straight away appointing a CDS and not a chairman chiefs of staff committee, which was what? The three service chiefs recommend, recommended. Okay. Now, there are many who feel that political interference in matters military is not advisable or is not good in a democracy. But I would argue that political involvement is essential if the military is to be used correctly as a tool of statecraft. Okay. And therefore, I see the CDS as a critical interface between the military and the political establishment in the realm of increasing awareness and improving communication between the military and the political establishment, that is one. But that can only happen if the CDS is given the right responsibility and the right hierarchical position to be a single point advice to the political establishment about matters military. I think that's a very interesting point, General Dua. Will the CDS be first among the equals or is, that, is he going to be um, holding a rank higher than the chiefs? 
um, and and you've been you've been part of some of this decision making in the past. How do you think the government should go about um, uh, creating that particular post? And the hierarchy question that uh, AVM raised. Yes. So <clears throat> uh, there are two things. One is whether is going to be whether he's going to be first among equals as the chairman chief of staff is and you know with, with the three, between the three chiefs right. or is he going to be above them first let me clarify one thing somebody can be uh, made above a certain position without giving a rank and status without giving a rank for instance uh, i would argue that he need not be a five star general or admiral uh, he could he could still be higher in hierarchy as it happens let's say in the us <coughs> or uk some other countries as well that is a leadership call but <coughs> chief of defense staff has to be by by definition and necessity not first among equals he has to be above the three service chiefs it may take a while for him to attain that mandate because we are appointing one now and it may take some while but otherwise to be meaningful in interfacing with the other instruments of power to be meaningful in giving correct advice to the leadership single point military advice and to be meaningful in terms of drawing better integration and modernization and operational issues within the military when we come to operation also he has to be above the status of the three service chiefs abm how do you see that because you raised that issue um, in terms of rank in terms of hierarchy where do you think the government should place the cds yeah i think uh, uh, you know while uh, while the broader uh, environment today will suggest that he ought to be a first amongst equals but for him to actually really make an impact uh, i think he's got to uh, over a period of time uh, be seen as somebody who is uh, you know who, who who's probably uh, senior to the uh, three service chiefs i think this this conversation is probably about the rank is probably important because the government has not yet made up its you know, mind you know but but i but but i would like to caution one you know we are extremely rank conscious hierarchical in our entire system and i think we need to grow out of that and therefore to my mind the impact of the cds is not so much about being first of equals it is as to what value the cds brings to the table by virtue of the competencies that he provides or the advice that he provides the political leadership jandua a question about the implication of this now will do you think this will bring about a lot more joinmanship among the three services will the cds create more joinmanship yes we have already embarked on this journey of joinmanship over the last 17 18 years not providing that one man that appointment a boss uh, of uh, ids having a rotational like i held that post for having a rotational chairman as as your head <clears throat> doesn't serve the purpose very well because he is saddled with so many other responsibilities whoever is the chairman uh, chief staff committee is saddled with running his own force and today when we don't have theater command so he is also saddled with being the operational commander as well as the chief of staff coming to your question about how he will create more jointness <clears throat> firstly he takes under command now he will obviously take under command now all the tri service structures of which ids is the service headquarters whether it is andaman nicobar command now for example the sfc the strategic uh, forces command he will be able to play a more meaningful role mm. as heading the ids he will be able to sit on the high table provide meaningful inputs from the as far as the strategic force command is concerned 
Then there are host of other tri-service establishments which are under IDS now. In addition to that, there are several tri-services establishments uh, which are not under IDS, but then that without getting into detail, you know, whether it is NCC or DGQA or DGFMS, they, all that can come under his umbrella now, rightfully so. But the larger point is that he has to take more effective charge, force modernization in a more meaningful manner. Today, decisions that are taken by chief of staff committee, whenever it comes to, let us say, comes to divergence, if not disagreement, uh, those decisions are, you can, are unable to take very strong decisions. So, wherever required, he can give a more meaningful thrust uh, to force modernization. Developing country that as India is, we need to prioritize between our requirements and sometimes uh, we are at, you know, uh, disagreement within the three services. He will also be able to now take very effective control of the new structures that have been uh, sanctioned by the government less than a year ago and I am referring to the cyber and the space and the armed forces special operation division because they are under ideas. These are the operations of tomorrow. In fact, mm. we are already little late in these structures in cyber and space. The world has gone ahead. Look at the amount of investment and I am not talking of money only. Look at the amount of investment that US or China is doing in cyber and space. These are the things that, that are going to be calling the shots even sometimes more than the missiles and the tanks uh, in times to come. So, these structures that are being raised will be under CDS. He will also then have to draw a blueprint, a phased plan as to how we achieve more and more integration. We would start perhaps, my take is we would start perhaps by, by identifying areas where we can operate together. There are a lot of areas where there are gaps and overlaps, uh, uh, gaps and overlaps we were discussing a little while ago, for example, in air defense. I, I, as an army man, I would feel that air force is better place to mm -hmm. take an overall, uh, do we require a national air defense command or some such structure? Air force is better place to do that. There are so many, all the three services are flying aircrafts of all sizes for serving the same troops. Right. We are all having UAVs, we, two of us are having attack captors. There is, there is a requirement to synergize. Somewhere we can cut out the overlaps, somewhere we can integrate our capabilities. That is a big blueprint that he can draw. It will also lead to, apart from enhancement of our combat potential of each service, for a developing country like India, this is more important that it will also lead to a loss of resource optimization, which can be put to better use for, for modernization. So, having said that, the last sentence I would say on this is he would, that is the CDS would draw up a plan uh, on a timeline basis as to when can we get to the ultimate. That ultimate of, let us say, we are going to have theatre commands, it may come after 5 years or 10. Now, that is a leadership call. We will also by then have to see when are the resources enough that we can do that kind of a thing. So, there, there are so many things that will, uh, so many factors that will go into that planning. But here is a man who has to start drawing up that plan and start discharging the duties that we discussed earlier. General, the question is, is this person going to be a planner or a commander? Because the fear in the civilian mind could potentially be, and this is a very pedestrian understanding of things that here is a man who has under his command three f armed forces, I mean three, three, three arms of the armed forces and that's a lot of people. Uh, so, and that one person commands all of these people. So, the, should, the, should, the, should the civilians be concerned about it? Very good question and I am glad you asked me in this manner. First of all, 
in the structure that is envisaged eventually or even now, he does not, I will repeat that, he does not take absolute charge of all three forces by himself. He does not become the CNC of the World War II days. Those days were different. Now, if you, whether you take uh, US or UK, their models, I am sure we have to make a model that suits us, not them. Even if you take China, which is now in the foreign yeah. dimensions, work in progress, 2015 right. they started this process. Right. They have integrated their structures in such a manner. So, I am just coming to the point how we might evolve our structure. That the CDS is not the operational commander of all three. In fact, eventually the Army, Navy, Air Force chiefs are also not the operational commanders of their entire command. When we say theatre commands, what happens is that the theatre commander, which is an integrated structure of all three uh, for a particular theatre, will be operationally responsible for that. Like the SFC, for example. Yes. I, for example, today in our country, if URI happens, Army chief has to go there, take stock and come back to Delhi. If INS Betwa falls down, the Navy chief has to go there. My point is, when there is a theatre commander, then theatre commander is accountable operationally. He is accountable to the leadership. And that's what I'm. So now where does CDS come in? CDS is here. He is here only to give a single point military advice. He is here only to uh, look at the force modernization, etc. between the three services. Within the services, the chiefs will do it. He is there also as a part of that single point military advice, if, if required, maybe for a particular situation or context, reallocate forces temporarily between one theatre to another, depending on the context or situation. He does those larger things. He does not directly command all of the three forces operationally to become like a thread that you started off by saying that coup and right. things like that. So, so, more of a planner than someone who actually commands troops. No, he is, yes, he, he does the right kind of single point military advice, but in operational, his, his contribution to the operational scenario is in terms of uh, switching resources if required. And if I may just add here, because it becomes easier to understand, who is CDS? He can't be one man. He is one man holding that appointment, but he has advisors, his principal advisors will be one, one uh, three-star general from each uh, general or air marshal or admiral. He is not a man in isolation. He may have enough experience. In times to come, he, these will be the people who would have had enough experience in tri-services organization and a better understanding of the tri-service environment. But he will be advised by all these three services. So, that is the way uh, to see him, no, not right. as an absolute commander who becomes, you know, the Viceroy and the CNC in Supreme India. Of the no, they used to have a lot, lot of problems here. The CNC in India and the Viceroy had a lot of problems. In fact, Ministry of Defense in this today's form uh, has actually come about because of their initial problems. AVM, you wanted to come in on that. See, yeah. there's, I mean, to, to, to add to that question. Uh, I, would be a little, I would be a little more direct and say that this alarm is absolutely unfounded. Okay. The alarm is unfounded, A, because I don't think there is an understanding of the ethos of the Indian military. Okay. Uh, I don't think there is an understanding of the fact that, uh, that military operations today and orchestration of military forces are based on centralized command and distributed control. It's not centralized command and centralized control. 
Today, no country can afford centralized command and centralized control. To cope with the changing nature of war, armed forces across the world have progressed to a concept of centralized command and distributed control. When you have distributed control, you cannot have anarchy or you cannot have somebody from within that distributed control organization to seize power. So, I think it is absolutely unfounded okay. and comes from uh, maybe insufficient understanding of contemporary conflict and structures. Absolutely. During World War II and during the age of the big battle, it was centralized command, yes. centralized control. You cannot afford such AVM, um, you wrote in the Hindu in August yeah. and I am reading out a paragraph. Yeah. The demands and challenges confronting a CDS will be of the kind that the military leadership has never faced before. Balancing national interests, shedding his own service affiliations and looking after the interest of all the three services will always be a tough act. He must also have the world view and pot political awareness necessary to engage with diverse stakeholders. As seen from the Western experience, this will happen only after years of joint service assignments and exposure to working with government yeah. and educational interludes in a military career. Are you suggesting that the CDS, the posh of CDS at this point of time, without a change in the culture and structure of the Indian Armed Forces will not be very effective? Is that the conclusion? I stand by, I stand by every word of what I have written. And I am quite certain that unless the Indian military restructures intellectually, the CDS cannot be an effective interface between the military and the government. And I, and I say this... Uh, and what are some of those things that need to be done in, yeah, in order for... You, you, know, you know, the thing is that A, uh, the CDS has to from, say, a colonel's rank onwards, have to have tenanted numerous joint service assignments. Okay? At the colonel, one star, two star level, that potential officer has to acquire a world view not by staying within the confines of India, but he should be given the exposure to travel across the world, to, to, to engage in academic endeavor at the best institutions in the world. And one must look at it as a means of empowering the military. Now, I think there is, I think there is a lurking fear within the, within the larger Indian establishment what are the ramifications of empowering the military intellectually? And that is a fear, I think, that is again unfounded. You need an intellectually empowered military to act as a significant tool of statecraft. And I think education, joint service establishment, worldview, ability to engage with other militaries, these are absolute essentials for an effective CDS. And that's interesting. So you're saying this is a great beginning, but let's not really stop here. There's a lot more that needs yeah, to be done, yeah, yeah. structurally and fundamentally. Uh, General Dua, you've headed the IDS in the past. How do you expect the civilian bureaucracy in the country to respond to a post like CDS? The civilian bureaucracy, I'm not talking about the general public and their perceptions of it. Um, what are some of, what would be some of their concerns and um, do you think the CDS will be able to deal with the entrenched interest of the bureaucrats in the, in, in, in the defense ministry to begin with? Apart from, you know, the integration that I spoke of between the MOD and that, and I'll come to that separately, I do not see any um, uh, friction or any uh, dissonance in the role that CDS will acquire as of now. In fact, Interestingly, there is something that which is less talked of will get covered or will get taken care of by this post of CDS. Today, 
responsibility for responsibility for war fighting is with the three chiefs it is their responsibility for war fighting isn't it under the chairman chairman is one of them but responsibility of equipping them and i'm just using simpler words otherwise capability development is actually the is actually the responsibility of ministry of defense right. now that's actually placing two things responsibility and accountability is with two different places yeah. you need to put them under one head that is what cds will do once cds is there only in this case take a mod, take a leaf out of the uk system the chief of defense staff is will will be responsible and should be responsible for defense of india he will also be responsible for capability building and modernization of all three services and by whichever model that comes about some of it which we were discussing operational and all the distributed control he will be then also responsible for operations in part mm -hmm. so we are actually putting all the right things in in one in one silo as far as the bureaucracy is concerned they continue to have their own functions there are five secretaries in ministry of defense uh, we'll not talk about the ex servicemen welfare the drdo are slightly different but drdo will also have a better interface with cds now being able to give a better direction to the drdo as to what is the field that we need to look at in an in a more coherent manner rather than three services approaching them separately there will be a little more convergence then secretary uh, of defense production is a separate thing which which goes hand in hand but the fact is that again he will be able to provide a little better coordination only there's no everyone continues to continues with their role the uh, finance wing remains the department of defense which is headed by defense secretary also continues in his own function the cds is not really taking away any of his uh, role and charter except for bringing in actually a better interface because he he now deals with one person if there is a military advisor but the defense secretary will obviously deal with all three service chiefs as well it is only in an any apex meeting for the three uh, services it will be the cds who will be there the single point military advice so we are giving a unified advice and that that is going to be the difference with ministry of defense i don't see any friction however like i said earlier there we have to have a better integration for instance ids headquarter ids and ministry should really i use the word not integrated they should be amalgamated yes. only then after all in the original recommendations there is a post called js international in ids an mea officer there is a director international under him a direct level post from mea only js international has been filled up once there was one dr jain mishra uh, 10 years ago he was there and after that the post has never been filled by an ifs officer there is a scientific advisor from drdo who is there already there is a financial advisor who is there that thing. so ids is actually organized very well some of the appointments have been suppressed and not been filled up similarly the ministry of defense i think better amalgamation will act as a force multiplier to the defense department of defense and i mean it to the ministry of defense while i was working with them on on matters that they needed our advice and on some subjects that we collaborated together it was uh, it was a very beautiful experience to work with them 
So, uh, but right now it is more personality oriented. The moment it is, the structures are made in such a manner, it will be a win-win situation for both, for Ministry of Defence as well as for the Defence Forces. Do you think the Defence Ministry and the Defence Secretary will need to cede some space and powers to the Chief of Defence Staff as and when the post is established? You know, it's, again, uh, I don't want to look at this through the prism of a power struggle. That is good optics. To talk about, to talk about a power struggle is excellent optics. But I would like to look at it from the view of synergizing capability towards national security. And here again, I think political guidance to this entire process of integration is very, very important. The politician must tell the defense secretary and the CDS directly saying that, look, I don't want any dilution of capability because of turf wars, period. Hmm. Sort, your, sort, sort the matters out. And let's head towards the correct direction, which is let's converge towards better national security. That kind of a direction would allow these turf issues to be sorted out amicably. And let, let me tell you also another thing. Friction and disruption are essential. Friction is essential. Mm -hmm. For any new idea to evolve, there will be friction. We have to manage that friction. And political direction in managing that friction is more important then friction being managed from a bottoms-up approach. Yeah, we have a slightly different kind of talking about friction. Yeah. Uh, let me let me draw your attention to a slightly different kind of friction. Some officers in the IAF have opposed the idea of CDS and theater commands. I think if I'm not mistaken, Air Marshal Krishnaswamy and uh, Vinod Patni have written mm -hmm. about it. Mm -hmm. What is the source of this resistance? I grew in service during this period of friction. Right. Okay, uh, through the you know through the 2000s and the 2010, and at that time when the friction emerged. The friction more was out of a sense of, you know, uh, uh, I know a lot of Air Force guys will pounce on me, but I will say at that time, it was more out of fear. Fear of being subsumed by this huge gorilla in the room, which is the Indian Army. Okay. But over a period of time, this resistance or this apprehension for theater commands and CDS was more out of a sense of a real absence of resources to be able to support the structure and that continues to be that continues to be one of the points of friction even right now that there is no way in which the indian air force with 30 fighter squadrons can support an expansive theater command concept so the air force has moved along no longer is the Air Force resistant to the concept of the CDS integration and things like that. But the Air Force's argument is, let's move incrementally, please look at resource constraints and let's look at joint planning rather than joined planning. Because right now what we still have to a certain extent is joined planning. It needs to be joint planning and I think the CDS will go a long way in accelerating this process of joint planning and integration of capability before we move to structures. ABM, just, just for the sake of our, our viewers, yeah. when you say that uh, there is this fear in the Indian Air Force, you are saying the fear, there, the fear is about, the fear was about yeah. spreading the resources too thin. Yeah. That's what it it's is. It's still there. The fear is of spreading resources thin. Earlier on, you know, in the sense, after all, let's be very, uh, let's be very honest, okay. The Indian Army is 1.25 million strong. Okay. The Indian Army has borne the brunt of a number of national security challenges since independence. Okay. 
the air force and the navy are emerging tools of military war fighting that are increasingly potent as years have gone by but they still remain small in size size does matter uh, the way you said earlier on in your answer that uh, today we have to think about other domains of war um, space um, and other other related domains now you're hearing um, this this so-called fear about the army centrism in the indian scheme of things how do you sort of respond to uh, this sort of a view about the army centrism and then how this resources will get spread uh, far too thin in in theater command so um Firstly, let me just address it like Arjun very candidly put it. Let me just talk about the the emotional or the mental part of it. He's right about army being the big gorilla in the room, right? So the fact is, it is our size by virtue of our requirement, and so it is incumbent on the Indian Army, as a big and or a very big brother size-wise, to both Air Force and the Navy, to set their fears at rest. to make sure that they do not have any misgivings and wherever they are we must address them if need be by giving more concessions than required also on on whatever level they are so let me rest that part there as far as allocation uh, as far as resources are concerned i have a very slight point of difference with arjun and i wouldn't like to wouldn't like to drag my feet on that let's not get tactical but the point is yes today we have less resources maybe we are not doing these we are not getting to theater commands in a hurry in any case so we will certainly do it when we have we may not go up to 45 yeah. we may not wait till 45 squadrons to do that but somewhere better than today and secondly the way we are uh, structured today to uh, shift uh, or resources from one theater to another without calling the theater i suppose similarly air force is the fastest in mobility amongst the three services so it can readjust so i, I just leave it at that however allow me to just take uh, 30 seconds on what he said earlier which is a very good point he made about the friction that in our friction whether it is with the uh, structures with mod and outside the mod or amongst us between the three services in our friction we should not create an appointment since we are creating a new appointment we should not create an appointment which is uh, not well empowered or it's hollowed out sort of an appointment we should give it a strong mandate we should put our heads together like i said it's question of now it's as a nation when there is war all political parties get together don't they and this is a preparation for war everyone must come together to create a strong institution of cds and uh, otherwise Uh, we should not have a uh, you know a, a weak minimum uh, uh, right, uh, right. that um, common minimum program kind of a, <laughs> this thing please remember right. that like he brought out the uh, the three services have always been recommending a permanent chairman right. naresh chandra task force said a permanent chairman while arun arun singh sorry task force and group of ministers by mr advani did recommend a cds of late the talk has been about permanent chairman the proposal here also was permanent chairman but the prime minister announced a cds it's a significant step and this is not casual so here's the leadership telling us we need a cds and i'm so glad it's cds because had we gone on to a permanent chairman i don't know who would have taken the next bold step so we have a cds in place let him make us make him a strong potent cds who can then make a difference both in the higher 
on the higher table and for the services eventually here it will be eventually there immediately and like he said expand his intellectual horizon not only his of the leadership overall only then there will be cdss coming up from them we need to expand that they can play a meaningful part in the national security strategy and then slowly as time passes for various reasons integrate the three services better i also saw this debate doing rounds about how the cds should be selected should that be the senior most officer or should it be from a panel of senior most officers within the armed forces you know you want to say something else did you yeah uh, let me first answer this particular question of yours i think during the i think during the initial years in order to carry out a deep selection of the cds you need to create a large enough pool of empowered individuals who can uh, who can tenant that post so i think that process will take a few more years i wanted to end on a positive i wanted to end on a positive note i must share with you a conversation i had with a very very senior bureaucrat just a few days ago and you know what he told me he told me i am very impressed with the synergy that exists between the three service chiefs during my tenure recently and this is as good a time as any to push integration now that coming from somebody very very senior in the in the, in the bureaucracy i think augurs well for the momentum that can be given to the post of the cds there do i any any last word on the selection uh, question that i asked well i totally agree with what arjun said that initially as to my way of looking at things initially it might be better for a couple of tenures at least it might be better to get one of the chiefs or a chief ranking material officer to be doing this before we get on to a broad base a bit selection from amongst the all the cncs that's what you mean perhaps so that might happen later but for the present i would i would agree with him for exactly the, i i endorse that jandu wonderful talking to you thank you thank you thank you evm wonderful talking to you thank you thank you for listening to this podcast if you like this podcast please rate and follow us for regular updates you can also follow our twitter handle nsc with hj or our facebook page national security conversations with happy mon jacob